January 7th, 2021. Joe says what? How have you been? It's been a little over two weeks since I've done one of my regular shows. Maybe even three weeks. I think um, it was like the week before Christmas I did my top ten songs of 2020. And then we had the Christmas and New Year's holiday break, which I got to be on vacation that whole time. It was absolutely amazing. I didn't do shit. I stayed home. I think the only things I really did the entire time that I was home for those 11 or 12 days was I left the house to take the kid to practice a couple times. I think I went and got something to eat once, but not at a restaurant, just drive through. And I think I went and picked up some beer. All right, now that, I stayed home, sat here, played my PS5, you know, video games galore, sleep, watch TV, did my thing. We had Christmas. I had uh, some people over here. At my house, the family came over, mom, sister, sister surprised me, girl drives me nuts sometimes, you know, I went down and seen her in South Carolina, and I took her her Christmas presents, but nobody told me she was going to surprise me on Christmas morning, she came up Christmas Eve, I'm like, what the hell, you're here, why did you let me take my presents down there, the wife did that and let me do it, and I'm like, come on, man, I mean, I get the, uh, whole thought of having the secrets and all that, but at some point, come on, you should have just told me, you know, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. So she ended up getting her Christmas presents after Christmas because nobody told me. So we had that, um, you know, I got the PS5 for Christmas. So after the big hunt for that, that was a big hunt. You know, the whole Walmart drops and Best Buy drops and Target drops and PS5 Direct drops and all that. And finally, the daughter and I got that together and secured secured the bag, as they say, on Twitter. <laughs> you know, we got the PS5, got it, and playing the shit out of that. It's been good. Um, other things that happened during my time off, you know, we had the uh, college football playoffs. Ohio State beat Clemson finally. We were 0-4 against Clemson. Now we are got the big victory, and now we play Alabama in the finals this coming Monday. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Then we have the New Year's Eve, you know, 2020-2021 New Year's Eve night, and it was uh, laid back, very peaceful. Both the kids were gone. It was just me and the wife, you know, watching – Cindy Lauper, I don't know what the fuck she was doing. That <laughs> was interesting. You had J-Lo singing on TV with what her backup band looked like. Here come the mummies, <laughs> all dressed in white with their white masks and everything. It was funny. And it was just such an entertaining show to watch, I guess you could say. I mean, seeing nobody at Times Square is crazy. They had their little bubbles of people there and their little sectioned off areas with like three people and they're all wearing masks and doing their thing but it's definitely a weird weird night and you know thank god 2020 is over 
It can't get no worse, can it? I mean, January 1st, like I said, we had the Ohio State game in the college football playoffs, and it started off good. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be a great year. Well, we're only a week into this motherfucker, and it's already gone nuts. Going down the tubes fast. If this is how this year, if this is any indication on how this year is going to play out with what's happened in the first week of 2021, bring on 2022. I ain't got no time for this shit. So it was kind of a regular old week, I guess you could say. And then we get to January the 6th yesterday. And they are going to start confirming the electoral votes in D.C. at the Capitol building. And President Trump has his big stop the steal rally there outside and in D.C. at the lawn. Um, Tons of people there. I'm thinking they said estimates of a couple hundred thousand people made the trek to D.C. for the event. And everything was all great until the event was over. They did the readings of the electoral votes. Started them. You had a few objections. And next thing you know, I don't know how it plays out. You see a lot of different takes. But... The people at the rally, we'll say the Trump pro, the Trump supporters, we'll call them the Trump supporters, they end up having a barricade there by the Capitol building where they're doing all the, confirming all the electoral college votes. Well, the barricade gets taken down. People get inside of the Capitol building. And then you have fights with police officers outside. You know, Blue Lives Matter, remember? But we have fights with police officers outside. People get into the Capitol building. They just walk right in. I mean, we live in a country with like a $934 billion defense budget or whatever it is. A lot of money on defense. And motherfuckers just walked right in. I I can't believe it. I mean, some of the stuff that you see is crazy. I mean, we have seen these situations of protests gone bad numerous times in the past year. We had Chaz in the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone there in Seattle, where they took over a whole block of downtown. And we had the deal at the federal courthouse in Portland where they had over a hundred days of rioting at the courthouse. We had all of the protests all across the country for the black lives matter protests. I mean, we've seen this for a past, for a year. So it was yesterday surprising to me how it gets played out. No, not really. I think yesterday, if you ask my take on it, I think yesterday was a culmination for a lot of people of four years of being called racists, being called Nazis, being called all sorts of shit 
when all it is is you're hoping to keep your freedoms that we have in this country. Your freedom to assemble. Your freedoms to have a firearm. Your freedom of speech. We're just trying to keep all of that. And for the past four years, it's like everything's getting chipped away at that. Slowly but surely. But no one will look at it that way or see it that way. The media itself, they portray all of this in two vastly different ways. And I have a huge problem with that. I mean, I remember Chris Cuomo. Here I go with the I means. <laughs> I haven't done a show in a while and I'm already dropping my I means. That's when I'm really trying to get the point home when I start saying that. We had Chris Cuomo back in the summer talking about the protests and saying, since when do protests have to be civil? And who says there can't be violence at protests? But then you have the situation yesterday at the Capitol building, and it's covered as domestic terrorism. It's, I've seen white privilege thrown around with how the white people, I guess only white people are at the Trump thing, even though I've seen a lot of black people there too, and people of all races and nationalities there to support President Trump. But for some reason, it's just white privilege to walk on up into the Capitol building. You know, if they, I, and part of me, you know, it sounds crazy, but I wish they would have just shot the motherfuckers, you know, take one for the team. I happened to see a couple posts on Facebook, you know, that said, we're not asking you to not shoot them. Just don't shoot us like you don't shoot them. Well, there was four people that got shot yesterday. So I don't really understand the post. I get the anger, but how in the fuck did the shit yesterday have anything to do with racism? I've seen the NBA come out and uh, Tyler Halliburton or whatever his name is. He comes on and says the biggest display of white privilege and um, something he's ever seen in his lifetime. I'm sorry. I just, I don't understand it. I, I wish he would elaborate a little bit more on that comment. You know, I just, I'm lost. And yet we're told that Joe Biden is going to come into office in a few weeks and just magically bring us back together. That ain't going to happen. You guys, a lot of people fucking just hate everybody. It's not going to happen. It's like, you're not going to be able to wave a magic wand and everybody just get along. We've had four years of people telling each other how fucking wrong they are. There are no more rational discussions. There is no more talking out your stances and coming to a reasonable solution or a common ground that both sides can agree on or get together on and fix. This shit doesn't occur. It's every day telling people you're right. And that person's wrong, and there is no way to get around it, get over it, or anything. It just doesn't happen. 
it's constant name calling on both sides. You know, I've called, I've seen people be called snowflakes for two years, but yet the same people that call the other people snowflakes act like snowflakes. And I just feel like I'm outnumbered. I feel like I'm one of the rational people that can just look at both of these groups. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to all of you? Like, really? What the fuck happened? I didn't go to any protests. I didn't take no fucking days off to go hang out at a rally. I went and voted for Trump because I'm worried about our freedoms getting taken away. I didn't want to vote for Trump. He's the only person that was standing in the way of what's going to happen here soon. Especially since the two Georgia Senate races went to the two Democrats. So now the Democrats have the House, the Senate, and the presidency, and they're going to do everything that they've told everybody they're going to do, but nobody cares, I guess. It was more get Trump out of the way. And that worries me as a person and a citizen. I'm not into paying for all this free shit and these bad ideas. I think it's ridiculous. But just the fact that I lean that way financially or have that opinion, I'm labeled a racist. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. I've been called a Trump supporter. I can't stand the motherfucker. I can't wait till he's gone. I honestly can't. Two weeks, he's gone. Actually, I hope Mike Pence and whoever it takes to do the 25th Amendment, Section 4, have at it. Get rid of him. I mean, Facebook's banned him from Facebook indefinitely. Twitter, I think, was closing his account. All right, there's the beginning of your first your First Amendment speech being gone. Because now we're going to silence you on Facebook and social media platforms if you do not agree with what they say. Is that okay? Are you all right with that? Because I'm just curious how, how, how it plays. Because they can do that to the President of the United States, they can do it to you. I mean, are you okay with that? I'm at the ability that I can read all of Trump's posts. And you know what? I read them. I move on. You know, keep it moving. Doesn't bother me. But apparently, Trump's words are so bad. He just, you know, he gets all these people to go to the Capitol building. And he incited a riot. He incited a riot yesterday about as much as Fred Durst did in Woodstock 1999. You know, it's easy to just say, yeah, he did it, and there you go. That was not the case. When you have a group of over a couple hundred thousand people together, you're bound to have a few bad apples. We've seen it again multiple times over the past year. I'm, I'm, it's, you have all these peaceful protests, you know, we covered it in the media as mostly peaceful protests in 2020. Yesterday was a terrorist attack. The people yesterday said that Antifa was involved, that there's groups of people with their black elbow pads and knee pads and helmets and black backpacks and all this. 
and you've seen pictures of them there, people carrying ropes so they could climb over the fences and walls in D.C. You see actual picture proof that them people are there. I'm pretty sure them are not Trump supporters. I've seen a shit ton of rallies over 2020 and for the past four years, and I've yet to see anything to that magnitude go down. Doesn't happen. I seen the mayor of D.C. yesterday say, do not bring any weapons to D.C. to the rally. I don't recall her saying, do not bring weapons to the peaceful protest for Black Lives Matter in D.C. I don't recall them saying that. It's the hypocrisy from the media and some of these people that are in charge of this country is so blatantly obvious, but yet, for some reason, nobody has the ability to look at it rationally and go, that's yeah, pretty fucked up. No, we all sit back and we go, see, it's your motherfucking people's fault that this happened. And the other people say, no, it's your fault that this happened. I'm tired of the finger pointing and the blame game. The people that are solely responsible for the shit going on in this country right now are all the elected representatives in D.C. and the media. People like myself and a lot of my friends and a lot of your friends have nothing to do with this shit. We're just pawns. We go to work, we do our thing, and we get toyed with. Just like the people in D.C. that vote for the $600 stimulus checks. They can give money to everybody else, but we get a $600 check. That's supposed to buy your happiness. They can't even do that shit properly. And we're giving money hand over fist to everybody. And we get 600 bucks. You know, did I miss a day of work all summer? No, I've been working every day in the pandemic. I don't need the $600. I didn't need the $1,200 last time. Did they send it to me? Yeah, sure. Did I need it? No. So why are we sending money to people that don't need it? It's a big overspending problem. And I get that they don't have the time because they got to help everybody so much. We got to help everybody. Trump goes, we got to help everybody. Get them $2,000. They refused. They said, oh, we didn't know how much he wanted everybody to get. No, they weren't going to give it out. And then they made it a political toy and ended up agreeing to giving out, you know, $600. You know, here you go. Here's some pennies, some scraps. They would have gave you what they gave to everybody. You would have ended up with like, I'm I'm not even going to say the amount, but it's a lot more than $600. And then they're already talking after the Senate races yesterday, you know, that they're going to give you the other 1400 to get pe- money to the American people. So I'll just blow all that. <laughs> blow it again. Maybe go buy some guns, allegedly. Who knows? But it's been, you know, like I said, we're only seven days into 2021, and this is the shit we're dealing with. We have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are officially appointed to the next president. I mean, it's already happened, but finally it's all down through the line. Done deal. I keep waiting 
for Trump to talk and say something, but he has yet to be, he released a statement saying there was going to be a peaceful transition of power on January 20th, yada, 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 but that's after they cut him off. So who knows if he actually said it, his spokesperson posted it. I'll believe it when I hear it come out of his mouth, (laughs) just saying. And then we've seen the talk of, you know, like I brought up earlier, Mike Pence using the 25th amendment and removing him. And we've had all these, Senators, your Chuck Schumer's, your Nancy Pelosi's, your AOC's, and a few Republicans saying that they should remove him now or impeach him. I'm almost to the point where, you know, go ahead and do it. Especially if you're Mike Pence. If you do the 25th Amendment route, Section 4, you remove him. Mike Pence will be president for a few weeks. He can do the transition to power because Mike Pence is never going to be president. Ain't nobody going to vote for him because he's tied to Trump. But all of these people that they said were the Trump supporters, they're all turning over. There's nobody to fight for the conservative people in this country. They're all just going to turn over because they're afraid of the Democratic machine. Nobody's there to fight for your rights. And it's all going to change. What's going to change now after the events yesterday? I would not be surprised if they make it illegal to assemble in D.C. Not have big crowds like we're used to in D.C. Would that surprise you if it happened? No more right to peacefully assemble because stuff can go bad. That's just one of the things that could change. It's crazy. I'm kind of getting all over the place here, but there's so much shit going on. I don't know where to go. <laughs> but you had that. I mean, the, the way the shit went yesterday, it's crazy. I mean, you got that dude with the Viking hat and the face paint and like the, the, the khaki pants and all this. What the fuck? You know? Like, I can't, I'm just, I'm trying to picture, like, can you imagine our kids in 10, 15 years, and they read history books, hell, 50 years, and they talk about 2020 and the Capitol building being broke into, and that's the image that they're going to show, that motherfucker. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. You have that going on. Oh, I know where I was at. Sorry, I got sidetracked. The Antifa thing. During the protests over the summer, you had people peacefully assembling, marching down the streets, and then they all turned into riots, looting. I've watched videos of people going in Target, Walmart, you know, breaking these windows, burning car ground, car uh, lots to the ground, uh, tearing up everything, and the defense for that during the Black Lives Matter movement was it wasn't the people protesting, it was Antifa. Or there were people there causing the damage, it wasn't the protesters. So we referred to them as mostly peaceful protesters. And then yesterday, when you have 200,000 people, how many people actually got into the Capitol building yesterday, might I add? A couple hundred out of 2,000? 200,000, a couple hundred maybe, a very small group. So wasn't 
it mostly peaceful yesterday? I mean, isn't it the same? Mostly peaceful? Or is that not how we're going to talk about it? You turn on the media and it's, oh my God, violence at the Capitol building. Yada, yada, yada. And they just, and it's the portrayal of the two instances is vastly different. And we all sit and watch. I'm just wondering when that stuff's going to come to a halt. When are you going to open your eyes and go, man, I kind of see what some of these people are saying. Or are you going to wait until it's too late before you see it? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I'm looking forward to it. I never thought I'd be alive to see the potential end of the United States and watching it fall. But apparently, (laughs) I'm going to be lucky enough to see it happen. It's going to be, I'm very curious. Just to watch. And everybody makes their statements on Facebook. And we all discuss this shit. And we all have our opinions. But like I said at the beginning of this. Why can't we have discussions? Rational discussions. Discuss our opposing view sides. And figure it out together as people. Because obviously the people that we elect to do this. They could give two shits. They don't care. They could care less if we get agree on shit. It's actually easier to control us if we don't get along. It's just, it's, it's weird. I don't get it. But anyways, I'm going to take a quick little break. Then I'll be right back with some more of this first episode of 2021 of Joe Says What. I'll be right back. So where do we go from here, I guess you could say? How are we going to get to this uh, building back better, like Joe Biden says? Where is it going to start? What's the end of it going to look like? How are we going to solve all the problems in this country? Because I am sitting here at my house on January 7th. 2021, and I do not see an end in sight, in all honesty. I don't know how everybody is going to be able to move past our differences. We are so quick to label everybody racists, Nazis, you know, white privileged Whatever. How are we going to solve racism when we keep throwing it out there? How's Joe Biden going to solve that? Can somebody explain that? I just, I don't see the end to all of this anywhere close. Maybe Joe Biden will magically solve it. You know, the guy that voted against segregating schools, (laughs) desegregating schools, he voted against it. And He's going to solve racism. I just, I don't know. (laughs) I'm actually flabbergasted trying to figure all these takes out. 
how are we going to trust the elections anymore? We have seen this election play out and Joe Biden gets 81 million votes. And we have 74 million people that voted for Trump. And 74 million people, I think they said it was somewhere in like the 80 percentile, do not believe the outcome, do not believe there's any way he got 81 million votes. I am on the fence on that. I think, is there fraud in every election? I believe so. I think there's a lot of things that point to fraud. But I can also say that I could see there being a lot of people that just hate Trump. Trump did it all himself. He's the one to blame at the end of this. You know, if he would have had a chance, if he could have started all over and not spent his whole time trying to get the presidential nomination on the Republican ticket, calling people Little Marco and Lion Ted and doing all this the tactics that he's known to do, he might've had some support from them. I don't think they've ever supported him as a president. Part of me doesn't think he's even had a fair share of being able to do his job. I I mean, can you think of one day where everybody was like, yeah, you're doing a good job. No, he has been ridiculed and, Target it since the very first day he stepped in office. We had the whole resist movement. You know, resist. Not my president. Four years of that. We're going to make four the next four years a living hell. They said that four years ago. They accomplished it. Four years of that because he's not their president. Did Hillary Clinton ever say Trump beat her? No, she still says that he cheated to get it. You know, still says it to this day. So what is the difference between what Trump is doing now and what Hillary did in 2016? What is the difference? There is no difference. They're both covered vastly different, though. The media jumped on Trump. All of your news channels jumped on Trump, except for Fox News, and they've eventually flipped over and gave in. Even they're kind of not even on Trump anymore. And it's, again, so blatantly obvious. I could explain, I was talking about this earlier, the 81 million votes. I remember when I was like 14 and of when Bill Clinton ran for president, they had the whole MTV, you know, on MTV. Some people might not even know MTV, didn't watch it. Who knows? MTV, he had the rock the vote thing, and they basically gave Bill Clinton a platform that no president has ever had in the history of this country. And that was, you're on a channel that is out there for nothing but young people. Million, he got access to millions of new voters, new registered voters, people that's never voted before. He got them to go out and vote. It was a whole push get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote. And Bill Clinton wins. 
Obama runs. And it's, you know, your first black president. And everybody's like, vote for him. Let's change, 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 change. And we have a lot more new voters. Then Trump wins. And I don't think it was because he was very good. I think everybody was like, fuck Hillary. I don't think he ever stole that election. I just think there are people that are sick and tired of what has happened during the previous eight years and what they are laying out with their ideas. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody could have ran against Hillary and they probably would have beat her. But Trump was different than the norm. And I think people were just ready for a change, trying something different, you know, let him fucking do it. I can't think of many things that he's done that I disagree with politically. I've asked people for the past few years, what has Trump done that's affected you so bad? What has he done to ruin your life? Has he taken money out of your pocket? Has he caused you not to be able to feed your kids? Have you lost anything because of Trump? What has he done that has directly or indirectly affected you? And nobody answers the question. They all pivot and move on. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Me, myself, I don't think it's been that bad. I do not like him talking. I wish he'd just shut the fuck up. He did this all himself. And like I said earlier, I'm kind of looking forward to him being gone. I'm over it. You know, I don't know who's going to be able to win the presidency again now that we have the Democrats taking total control of the whole government because they're going to put in your new Supreme Court justices, stacked court, just like they said. It's not going to be surprising. Don't be surprised when it happens. They're going to add D.C. as a state probably within the first 100 days. That's going to be on the table. Puerto Rico is going to be there. And it's not because we need to help them. It's going to be more welfare states, more congressional support, more senators and congressmen and women to be in Congress to vote on their side. And they are going to be able to do anything they want for the foreseeable future. Any idea they want to just push through, they're going to push through. Doesn't matter if you like it or not. The 52 percent have power over the 48 percent the electoral college will be gone we will not have an electoral college in 2024 it'll be gone we will never have a republican president again some of you are probably like oh that's a great thing well how are you going to be when you got the one party system because this is what it's all leading to i hope that i'm wrong but they've been saying it. This isn't nothing new. They've thrown these ideas out, these crazy far-left ideas. Nobody cares because everybody hates Trump. So back to what I was saying about the rock the vote thing, this year in 2020, well, last year, we had all of the BLM protests and all that, And I think that the Democrats use that to their advantage to gain new voters and new support for votes against Trump. It was never, it started out as anyone but Trump, anyone but Trumpers. You had a whole group of them. 
So you get the BLM protest, and I'm comparing it to like a snowball effect. The BLM marches start. They carry on for days at a time, weeks at a time, and that ball's rolling down the hill. And as that ball's rolling, you always just attach the blame to Trump as the reason that this stuff is happening. No, because it's Trump's fault that everybody's racist. It's Trump and his supporters that everybody's racist. It's Trump this, it's Trump that, it's Trump this, it's Trump that. And you get all of these young fucking dumb kids that don't know nothing about voting or the issues. And they see that and they go, yeah, Trump's a bad person. They live in their basements of their parents' house. They're going to school on their parents' dimes. And they're out voting when they don't even understand the issues. They don't understand the things that truly affect our lives. But they see all this constant media portrayal of Trump being this horrible person. And they vote against him. You have all of these people in the inner cities, in the black communities, that's never voted before. And they see all of this. BLM stuff going on and they're like, we got to get out and vote because they say, get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote. We have to remove him. He's going to make your life worse. And they do. Everybody, I think, because we had record votes, hundred and what, 56 million votes. How are the Democrats going to say that we suppress votes after this? After the last election. How are you going to really go with the voter suppression shit anymore? Because I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy to vote. I think last year proved it. If there were 156 million people that voted, I think it's pretty easy to vote. I think it was a lot of people just didn't give a fuck about voting. Well, now this year they had a reason to vote because they had to get rid of Trump. Anybody but Trump. So that's kind of where we stand on that. And he, like I said, he's going to be gone in a few weeks. And I'm all for it, you know. Let's turn the page. Let's change it up. I'm almost to the point of let's see how it all plays out. And the quicker we can uh, tear the whole country down, I guess. I guess the quicker we can get back to rebuilding it. I mean, Biden says build back better. But how are we going to build it back when it's going to be fundamentally destroyed here soon, I think. I'm not interested in a one-party system. I'm not interested in open borders and taking care of everybody. It doesn't help me feed my family, pay my bills at my house. I'm all for people coming to this country legally and contributing and doing their part and paying their fair share to be part of this country. I'm all for it, but do it legally. We live in a country where people will literally walk Hundreds of miles to be a part of it, but yet people here, uh, 81 million people, tell you how horrible this country is. I just don't get it. I'm lost. But anyways, with all that being said, I'm about over it. I'm going to get back to my normal daily routine of what I've been doing here so far this week. I started my diet Monday. (laughs) I didn't cover that at the beginning of my show. See, I'm like... On day four of dieting, it's going well, doing the whole calorie counting thing like I had told you I was going to start after the beginning of the year, 
haven't smoked in four days. And then the shit happens last night, and I'm like, damn it, I need some cigarettes. I need to go get a pack of cigarettes, but I haven't yet. I'm staying strong. I'm going to see if I can keep doing it. I'm going to show that willpower I have and try to keep doing the right thing. So maybe I'll update you with this as we go. In four days, I'm down, I believe, two pounds, I think is what I came up with. You know, it kind of fluctuates just a tad. You know, 0.2 here, 0.3 there on my scale. But I'm down two pounds. I'm eating like less than 1,500 calories a day. I think I've ate like seven salads in four days. I'm not, I'm not, hell, I might even be a full vegetarian here soon. (laughs) You never know. Vegetables and chicken. That's all I'll eat. We'll see how it all plays out. But anyways, welcome to 2021. Let's see where it goes from here. I'm looking forward to it. I love you all. It's going to be great. We're all on this ride together. Let's figure it out. Let's enjoy this year. It's got to be better than the last. Let's get concert season going again. The vaccinations are rolling out. Who knows how it's going to go. But I'm excited to see. Anyway, with that being said, it's your first episode of Joe Says What coming to an end. See you later. Bye.